Today's Dav is Dav Ein Zion. We are holding at the top of Ein Zion and Medalev at the Mishnah. Just as an introduction to the Mishnah, we're going to be discussing the hereditary uh, nature of the Chalal gene. Now remember, we discussed what a Chalal is, is when there is the offspring of the Psule Kuhuna. So you have a Almana to Kohen Gadol, a Grusha Chalutza to Kohen Hediot, so the offspring, the progeny of that union will be a chalal or a chalala. In the case of a man, so he'll be, the, boy, the boy will become disqualified as a chalal, which means that uh, he will not be able to be considered a kohen. And by the girl, she will not be able to marry a Kohen, a Chalol is not allowed to marry a Kohen. So it impacts both the children, both boys and girls. But what we're going to see over here is that the male is, according to the town of our Mishnah, the male is the, the carrier of the Chalol gene, which means that if the male is a Chalol, even if the female is a Bas Yisrael, the child will be infected with that halal gene. However, flip it around. If the woman was the halala and the man is a Yisroel, then the children will not be infected with the halal genes. The carrier of the halal gene is through the man being the halal. And it goes for it in perpetuity. And it'll perpetuate, we're gonna see. So Mishnah. So just the wording here is a little tricky, we just gotta get the wording in the Mishnah. But that's the idea, the notion that's being torn. So Mishnah says like this Bas Chalal Zachar, the daughter, which means really literally the offspring of a Chalal, if the man, the father was the Chalal, Psula. So now it really doesn't necessarily be, it doesn't have to be the daughter, it just means she's not allowed to marry a Kohen, but it would be just as disqualified if it would be a boy, because the father is a Chalal Zachar. Psula mina kahuna. Just saying, she's psula, she can't marry a Kohen. Laolam. And this is for perpetuity, like you had said. I mean, as long as there's a continuing lineage of fathers, ben achar ben, that are halalim, their offspring will be disqualified. Now, Yisrael shenasa halala, let's flip it around. Let's say the mother was the halala, the father was a kosher Yisrael, bitok kahuna. That daughter is kshera to marry a Kohen, because it doesn't pass through the female halala. Now again, the son, just it's, ta- it's focusing on the daughter, can she marry a Kohen, or can she not marry a Kohen, but the same thing will be, the son will have the status of a halala. Now it doesn't make really a difference, because you go by the, you go by the paternal lineage in this case, the, the son will be Yisroel. So to say he's a halala, that's why it's really focusing here more on the daughter. Now, Chalol shenosa bas Yisroel, and when it's a chalol, when it's the man who's the chalol that marries a bas Yisroel, bitopsula kuna. Now the one is going to ask, that seems to be completely redundant, because that third ruling is really the first ruling. So why do you have to repeat it? The Gemara will have that as a question. Now, till now we're discussing the hereditary nature of the chalol gene. Now we're going to switch to the ger. What about the ger gene? How does 
Gerus, the disqualification of Gerus, also disqualified to a Kohen. How does that continue? There's another, according to some, it's actually allowed to marry a Mamzer too. It goes both ways. So how does it work with the Ger? So Yehuda Omer, Baz Ger Zachar, Kebaz Chalal Zachar. He said, what we just learned from the Tanakhama, that it's hereditary through the male, does not only apply by Chalal, it applies by Ger. It means everything we just said by Chalal now would be true by Ger, which means according to Rabbi Yehuda, if the father is the Ger, the children are going to be Gerim. If the mother is the Gioris, but the father is a Yisroel, then the children will not be considered disqualified as Gerim. So exactly what we learned, Rabbi Yehuda compares the Chalal gene he compared uh, the Ger gene to the Chalal gene. Now, Rabbi Lezben Yaakov Oimer, he says, he disagrees. He says, Yisroel shenosa Gioris, that if a Yisroel marries a Gioris, that means that the mother, uh, he, he said, the, the mother's going to be the Gioris, the father's a Yisroel, bitok kahuna, and flip side, the ger shenosa Yisroel, and if again, if it's the father that's the ger and the mother's Yisroel, also bitok sheyule kahuna. Means according to Elizabeth Yaakov, the only way the geiras gene gets passed on is if both mother and father are geirim. But as long as one of them is a full-fledged Yisroel, either the mother or the father, then the gene does not get... So he's disagreeing with Rabbi Yehuda, right? About Ger Shinoza Gioris, if this is the case, this is the, this is the way it's passed on, then B'Tapsula Lekohuna, all right? Now, this din is not just by the Ger. This din is Echad Ger, Echad Evad Meshachrorim, also applies to released Avodim. Why? That makes sense. Why should it apply to released Avodim? Because the status of a re- released Evad Kanani is like a Ger. It's got a din of a Ger. It's considered a Ger. So they have Afilo Ada Saradoros, means for perpetuity. This is going to be the rule. Achete Imo Me Yisroel, unless. You have at least the mother from Yisrael. We were holding the top of Einzan. So now, what, what, now the Irashi, the before you point out, doesn't necessarily have to be Imo mi Yisrael. It means one of the parents. As long as it's going to the sheet of Rabbi Lezben, what's his name, uh, Rabbi Lezben Yaakov. So as long as one of the parents are Yisrael, it doesn't matter that the other parent is a Ger. The Ger gene doesn't get passed on. All right? Now, there's a third sheet over here. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Av Ger Shinoza Gioris, Bituk Shelekuhuna. According to Rabbi Yossi, he's the most lenient out of all of them. He holds the Ger gene never gets passed on. Not only if one of the parents are Gerim, but even if both of the parents are Gerim, the child will not be considered having a Ger gene. And that daughter, for example, would be able to marry a Kohen without any problem. So therefore, basically, that is, there's, so therefore, we started off talking about the first ruling was the laws concerning a Chalon. The second ruling, we're discussing the laws concerning a Ger. And concerning a Ger, we have three different opinions. Let's just reiterate them. We're going to circle back to them tomorrow. But the first opinion is that the Ger gene is only passed through the father. The second opinion is that the Ger gene is only passed if both parents are Gerim. And the third opinion is the, thir- the Ger gene is never passed on even if both parents are Gerim. The children will not have the Ger gene. That daughter will be able to marry a Cohen without any problems. But let's circle back now to the case of the Chalot. 
So it said over here, it says an interesting situa- uh, 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 statement. It says, Bas Chalal Zachar, it is the daughter where the father was a Chalal, is Tzulamina Kahuna, Le'olam. What is that Le'olam doing here? What does it mean, Le'olam, for perpetuity? What does that mean? So, my Le'olam. So, what is it like this? I mean, I guess what the Gemara is actually asking is, why do you need to make that comment? Once you tell me that it's the, fa- it's the father that passes on the ger gene, so we know that anyone is considered to be a chalol, if it's a male, he will pass that ger gene on to his children. I, I, meant, I meant the chalol. He will pass the chalol gene on to his children. So what do you have to say le'olam for, right? So when it says like this, I'll tell you why you have to say it. Because we have other genealogical disqualifications that really only go up to three generations. You have the Mitzri and the Adomi, the disqualification only goes Abdor Shlishi. So therefore, wants to tell you that by chalol, you don't have that leniency. Chalol is for perpetuity. It doesn't get released after a certain amount of generations. You might think it could be like a Mitzri Nadomi. That it's released, there's no more disqualification after three generations. It's really the third generation. Maybe Chalal gene is released, even Ben Achar Ben. Maybe it only lasts till the third generation and then it's released. Kamash Malan, no. That what? It's like the Mamzer gene, which is Adas Saradoras, is perpetuity. Here to the Chalal gene is for perpetuity as well. Okay, so, the I don't know what you mean by that. The Again, what, 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 what do you mean? What are you talking about? The person's a Chalal. Can you go to Kabura? Can you, he's no, no, he's a Chalal, he's not a coin. A Chalal is like Yisrael, a Chalal is not a coin, he loses his Kuna. Yisrael Shenasa Chalala. A Yisrael that married a Chalala, so he said over there that in such a case, the child will not be a Chalal because the carrier of the Chalal gene is the father, not the mother. That's what we said. So when it says, Benana Mili, how do you know this? Where do you get that from? That's a tremendous chiddush, right? Where do you know that the, it's, it's the, that, that the mother does not carry, it's only the father? When it says like this, it says as follows, Amar Ab Yochanan, Mishum Rab Shimon, let's take a look at where the, pro, the prototype halal case that's written in the Torah is actually written by, uh, by Alman Alakon Godel. Right? And it says over there, the Pazuk says, Khan says, Lo Yechalalu Zaray Ba'amav. It says that, Lo Yechalalu Zaray Ba'amav. That the Congo has to make sure that he does not, in his nation, produce Chalolim. I mean, he's not allowed to marry the Almana, he's not allowed to marry the Grusha, he's not allowed to produce Chalolim, disqualify Kohanim into his nation. So it says that Ba'amav, it uses the word Ba'amav. Where else do we see the word Ba'amav? It says as follows, that uh, Ba'amav. It's talking about the Kayin who's not allowed to go to the Beis HaKvaris. He's not allowed to go to, and it says over there too, that he's not allowed to become Tomei Ba'amav. It uses the same word Ba'amav, exactly what the context and how that explains. But you see it uses, so it means that the, the concept of Chalal is, com, com, is, is, is being compared to what? The concept of Tumah by the Kuhuna. Now we know that when it comes to Tumah, the only ones that have that restriction in the Kuhuna are the males. The females 
are allowed to go, if you're a Bas Kohen, you're allowed to go and become Tomei in the Beis HaKfaros. So you see that it's something specifically, this prohibition is limited to the males. No. So therefore, the one says, so to the Halal gene, therefore is limited to the males and not to the females. So one says like this, so Ma'ala Halan Zacharim, just over there, it's after the males that are in the Ba'amav of Tumah, Velona Kevos, Afghan Zacharim Velona Kevos. So one says, one second. So if that's the case, then let's talk about the first generation Chalal, right? Kohen Gadol marries Almonum. Now we know what the Halacha is, is that the children become Chalolim. Now we don't make a distinction between where the child is a boy or the child is a girl. They both become chalolim. Now, are you telling me that you're comparing chalolim to the laws of Tumah, where the Tumah only affects boys, does not affect girls, then what should be the halacha that when a Kohen marries a almana, only the boys should become a chalol, not the girl, if that is an equivalence of your jury of the compar- comparison. So, Elamata, Bita Shal Kohen Gadol Tishtari, Right? Should become permissible. It says, yeah, you can't say that because what does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk doesn't say you should not make your sons halolim. It says, zaroi. What does zaroi mean? Your zero. Your, your offspring. Offspring includes in it both male and female. So the first generation from the act of the Kohen Gadol clearly refers to both boys and girls. So that's why you cannot say, well, if you're learning out from too much, it only affect the boys. You can't say that. can't be on the first generation level. Because the first generation makes it clear that he affects both the boys and the girls. So when it says, Mi ksiv benoi, zare ksiv. Lo yechalo zare ba'amav. So therefore, therefore what? It, obviously it affects both the men and the boys. The first generation are both halal and both male and female. So when it says, fine. I understand. But now let's say as follows. What you could still argue is, Right, when we said that it transmits, we're saying the gene transmits through the father. The father is a halal, even if the mother is not, right? Now the halacha is the children are going to be halalim. So now at the second generation, we also don't make a distinction between male and female. Lachor, if you're comparing it to tumba, you should say, fine, I understand that you're limiting to the transference of the gene to the male. The male is the one that carries the gene. But if you're going to compare it to the laws of tumba, then I understand first generation, you can't make a distinction between male and female, because the Pazik says, I understand that. But what about second generation, right? The Kohen has a, the Kohen Gadol has a son that's a cholo. Now that son goes and marries a Yisraelis. So what are you telling me? You're saying is his children are chololim. Well, why do you have to say his children are chololim? If you're comparing it to Tumah, then the only ones that should be chololim is the male. The daughter of the second generation should not be a chololo, but we know that that's the halacha as it is. But are you comparing it to Tumah? So why are you comparing, making it both male? You're saying, you're, you're only comparing it to Tumah in terms of transferring to the next generation in terms of being able to be a carrier. But it should not be only just a carrier. It should be in terms of who the carrier infects as well. Why is it infecting the females if it's compared to the laws of Tumah? That's the Morris question. So Morris says like this, so Bas Benoi, the daughter of his son, the son that he made a Chalol, when that son now has children, so the daughter, the granddaughter of the Kohen Gadol should not be a Chalol if you compare it to the laws of Tumah. So Morris says like this, the reason we can't say that is because Ksiv lo yechalol zaroi. The Pazik says that he should not make his zera mechulolim. Lo yechalal zaroi. So it's comparing, make ish zaroi loi. We're comparing 
his children to him. Now, that's the positive words together. Zaroi, lo yechalal zaroi. Now, he should not infect his children, not make them a chalolim. Now, it can't be going that, on this drosha cannot be going on the Kohen Gadol, because the Kohen Gadol himself, which is one of the ironies, he doesn't become a chalol. He makes chalolim, he doesn't become a chalol. But it says that his, that the children are going to be like him. It means it can't be going on the Kohen Gadol, it must be going on the chalol. The chalol's children will be like him. And it says over there, zaroi, his children, his children is not gender specific, which means once you've been deemed a chalol, and if you are a carrier, who are you going to be impacting? Both a male and female. So you're right, from the laws of Tumach, you're only affecting the male. But we're limiting it to who's the carrier. I, why don't we just say also in terms of who he's infecting? Because it says Zaroi compared to him. Zaroi means all his children, both male and female, are impacted by the person that is the carrier. Mahu So therefore, just as he, the daughter, is disqualified. This thing by the Kohen Gadol. This is the Kohen Gadol who disqualified his daughter. So Avbeno Bitopsula. And the one makes the drush a little bit of an a different twist than I said. Just as the Kohen Gadol impacts on his daughter, right? So too his, um, his son will also be able to impact on the daughter. Different than the way I explain it. But anyway, the point is okay. So Baz Bito Titsar. So I understand. So therefore, fine. So if you're telling me that. If the Kohen Gadol, it's saying his children are like him, and just as he makes his daughter's psul, right, so to his son is going to make his daughter's psul. Then why don't you say, well, just as he makes his daughter psula, so then his daughter also should make her children psul. Uh, so, uh, so therefore, Baz Bito, or Titzer, Someone says, well, one second. If you're telling me that the children are like him and just as he can give over the psul to his sons, to one who said that he gives over the disqualification of his daughters, then what are you going to, then what are you going to do about the Xerushova? We have Xerushova to compare it to the laws of Tumah. Then you've wiped out that Xerushova laws of Tumah because the laws of Tumah, if you're comparing it to, make clear that what? That it's only impacting on some level on the males, not the females. So therefore, you have to be able to split it. You have to say, on one hand, you have a drosh that he is like, his children are like him. On the other hand, you have a drosh that's compared to the laws of Tumah. So the way the Chazal understood, the way divided is that it's considered like the laws of Tumah, that the only the carriers, only the males are the carriers. It's considered like that his children are like him, just as he impacts both his sons and daughters, so too the carrier, whoever that is, impacts the sons and daughters. That's how we're learning. Okay. Let's go back to him. Well, says, you can't say that just as he is like, his children are like him, so the fact is, Baz Bito, his granddaughters from his daughters, should also become disqualified. Because then Zereshav Mahani, then how are you using Zereshav at the So obviously we learn that by the carrier, impacts both male and female. But if you're not the carrier, you don't impact uh, male and you don't impact your children. Moses says like this. That was the third, the third ruling, which Mora says that that's really redundant, because the opening statement already said that if you were a chalal and you married a Bas Yisrael, the child, you're the carrier and your child will be disqualified, that was included in the first line, Bas Chalal Zachar Psula. So why are you repeating? You're just repeating, it's redundant. That was the opening statement of Mishnah. Where it says, you're right. Technically, there's no information being taught by that additional line. But just for congruency, once you use the words, 
Yisrael, Shenasa, Chalala, Bitakshera, we wanted to use the same words in contrast. But as opposed to Chal, Shenasa, by Yisrael, Bitakshera. So it's true, that third line is completely redundant, but just because we wanted to twin it, we wanted to match it with the way it was written in the second line, that's why it repeats it. Aydetanarecha, since it wrote in the second line, Yisrael, Shenasa, Chalala, the child is Kshayra, Tanaseva, Chal Shnaza Bita Yabaz Yisrael, that the child Bita is Psula. All right. Says the more like this that on our Mishnah we only showed one position concerning Cholo. We actually learned this position, the, the, the conflicting position earlier. What is it basically saying is the Cholo gene is carried specifically through the male. So it says, Matnizin delikrib destoy ben Yehuda. That doesn't go like the sheet of destoy ben Yehuda. The sign of destoy ben Yehuda, Omer, Keshem Shebnei Yisrael, Mikva Tahara lechalolos. Just as <coughs> Jewish women purify the halal gene that goes through them, which means if they marry a halal, their children will be purified from the halal gene. Kach benoiz Yisrael, Mikva Tahara lechalolim. So too, uh, uh, so too, Bnei Yisrael mikvah tahara lechalolim, meaning like this: just as uh, the the uh, Bnei Yisrael, I'm sorry, I said the other way around. Just as Bnei Yisrael purify their children when they marry a bas when their children be okay. So too, Bnei Yisrael when they marry chalolim, right. Now, which means, according to Yehuda ben Dustoi, Rabbi Dustoi ben Yehuda, I'm sorry, Rabbi Dustoi ben Yehuda, the only way a child will be a halal is if both parents are halalim. That's the only way that you have it, according to him, which just obviously disagrees with the town of Amishnah, because he also goes through the male. According to him, it has to go through both. So Moritz says, my time at the Rebbe Tzitoy ben Yehuda, where does it come from? What's his drosha? I mean, again, what's his drosha again? That the only way the halal gene moves to the next generation is what? If both parents are considered to be halalim, the story ben Yehuda. So Amar Kra, he says like this, because the Pazak says, lo yichalal zara ba'amav, says that he should not be mechalal, his offspring, uh, amongst his people, amongst his nation, right? Now, the word Ba'amav, Rashi learns, is singular. Because it should have said Ba'amav, if it means amongst the nations, plural, Ba'amav means that he should not create Psulim, he should not create Chalolim. Ba'amav is Mashra when they are of the single nation, of single status. That's how he understands. Which means the only way he's creating Chalolim to move on to the next generation is if it's through both the male and the female being the chalal. But if it's two different nations, so then it doesn't pass it on to the next generation. Now this, I, 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 I jumped the gun. This is where I think it's good. This is obviously not talking about the Kern Godel, because he makes chalolim as long as she's an almona or a grusha. It's talking about the chalal himself. In order the chalal himself to pass on the chalal gene, it has to be that the person that he's marrying is considered his nation, his status. Well, it's only considered his status if the, if the woman 
is a halala, but if the, then it's ba'amav, amongst his status. But if it's not, if she's a Yisraelis, mm. or he's a Yisroel, then it's two different nations, it's two different statuses. When it's two different statuses, it doesn't pass the gene on to the next nation. All right, that's the position of the Destoy Ben Yehuda. Tan Rabon, we learned in Abraisa. Lo yechalo zaray. So we know that when a Kohen marries a Grusha or a Kohen Godol marries a Almono, we know that they, des- they, they, they create halalim of the children of the offspring. However, there's someone else that also becomes disqualified with the halal, as being a halal, or in this case a halalah. Who is that? The woman. The, more, wife, the wife of the Kohen Gadol, the, the Almona or the Grusha, becomes a Chalala, which has impact. What's the impact? If the husband dies, all right, say she's an Almona, right, she cannot go marry a, a Kohen. Or if she's a Bas, a Bas Kohen that had become a Chalala, well, she wouldn't be able to eat Shuma there. What's going to be the Nafkamina? Oh, for Malchus. You could two sets of Malchus. If she becomes a halala, then she gets malchus when she has relations with a with a kohen. He gets malchus. He gets malchus. Not allowed to marry a halala. Malchus by the virtue when she married the kohen gadol, does she get? Yeah, there she became a halala by virtue of marrying the kohen. Does she get malchus for that? She'll get malchus because she gets from a grusha. She'll get malchus as a grusha. But if she becomes a halala and she's a grusha, then you get two sets of malchus. You get for being a halala and you get for being a grusha. All right. So what it says like this. How do we know that she herself is turned into a chalolim? Because the, to- the, fo- the focus of the Torah only discusses who becomes chalolim. The children. How do you know that she herself becomes? So one who wants to make a call of a chalolim and it's going disqual- to uh, push it away right away. What I'm going to say is, I'll tell you what. The children who never didn't do an Aveira, and they become chalolim. So the mother who does the Aveira, then what? For sure she become a chalolim. That's the one I was going to say. No, you guys are going to ask me back why that's not a good Kalva Chomer. Kalva Chomer. Mazaroi, the children, Shalom Avra Aveira, did not do any Aveira. Miss Chalol become disqualified as chalolim. He, Avra Aveira, she did the Aveira willfully. Ain't a dinch of Chalela. So for sure she become a chalolim. What's the problem with that Kalva Chomer? What's the Pircha? No, the husband, the man who does the kind who does the Aveira, does he become a chalo? No. No. So how could you say, well, she called a chalo, she did the Aveira, she becomes a chalo. Then why, using that sphere, then why doesn't the husband become a chalo? He doesn't become a chalo. So what says like this, who atzma yachiyach, he himself will prove it. Sha'ava Aveira, that even though he did the Aveira, vain mischalo, and he doesn't become a chalo. So what says like this, what pushes back, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. If you look at other Isuri, maybe this is what Yair was referring to. Take a look at Mamzer. Take a look at, at Zona. Take a look at all these disqualifications. The man is impervious to them. The man, because he has relations with a woman, right? That, uh, let's say with, a, with, a, with, a, with an ancestral relations or an Ashish Ish, right? She becomes a Zona. 
He doesn't become a male form of that. Well, in the case of mamzer, right? When you have a situation, when you have a child, it's a mamzer, right? It disqualifies the mother as the zona. So you see that in other areas, when it's not talking about the kahuna, the relationship affects the mother, doesn't affect the father. So therefore, our kalvachomer is, is that she did the aveira. So if the children become disqualified, she becomes disqualified. I said, well, why doesn't it happen by the man? Because that's just the rule by all of these kids, whatever the svara is. But still, this, the, the, the Aveira, the concept of the Aveira disqualified, maybe it's still good, a good, it should be a good Kalvachoma. So when it says, we see in all other types of genealogical disqualifications that it affects the mother, but it doesn't affect the father. As opposed to her, where she does become as So therefore, if she becomes a she gets the psalm. So you should say over here too that what? That should be the reason. She also becomes a chalel. That's the source. Maybe you will wish to say that you're not so happy with this. We'll see why you might not be happy with this. I'll bring you another raya. Again, we're trying to bring a raya that what? She, she, she becomes a chalolo, not just the children, but she as well. Amar Kro, it says, Lo yechalel zaro. It says, Lo yechalel. Now, the way Lo yechalel is written, it doesn't have to be written, read as Lo yechalel. It could also be Lo yechulal. Now, Lo yechulal implies that, it, it's, uh, yeah, the, that there's a din, that there's a, there's a prohibition on the man, on the husband, on the kohen, on the kohen godol, that he should not be mechalel something that originally was not. <coughs> Lo yechalel means he should not produce chalolim. Now, children he produced were never non-chalolim. They're born being chalolim. But if you read it as Lo yechulal, Lo yechulal implies that something that was not a halal to begin with, you should not make into a halal. So that can't be going on the children. Why can't it be going on the children? Because they, they're they born that way. They're born that way. So who must it be going wife, on? Wife. On the wife. She's the only one that could be going on. Yeah, that she on. wasn't a halalah and don't, you have a prohibition, don't make her into a halal. That's what it has to be. Zesha, you kosher. It must be talking about someone that originally was kosher. But it's halal because of the beer of the husband. So my so now Moses, why do you need that? Why do you need that? My Why? What were you concerned about? We had a good raya. We said she had kavacham. If they didn't do an avera, become disqualified. She does the avera. We for sure she becomes disqualified. Either husband, the husband never gets impacted. So it's like, why can't we use that? The chitem ikla mifrach means you could ask the following question. You could ask as follows. You could say, you know, I understand the children become chalolim because they were created as chalolim. But, but you could argue the mother should not become a chalolo because she wasn't created as a chalolo. Meaning, therefore, the original thing is a kavachomer. said she did the avera, for sure she become a chalolo. The children didn't have but you could have a pircha. The children, we understand, become chalolim. Why? There was no other status for them. They were created as chalolim. But the mother, you could argue, since she wasn't created as a chalolo, she maybe she did the act. But who says that's enough to make her into a chalolo? It's not a kalvachoma from the children. And that's why we need the second rasha, which is don't read it as lo yechalo, read it as lo yechulal, means you should not change someone's status who was kosher and make them now into chalolo. That's clearly only going on the mother. So then from here we see the mother can't become a chalolo. Now, amakra lo yechalel, Lo uh, so which could be read as lo yechulal. which is going on the mother. Tanra ben Melanton of Brisa. 
Ezuhi chalolo. And the Bible says something enigmatic. What's considered to be a chalolo? Kol shenolda min apsulim. Anyone that is born from psulim. Anyone that's born from those who are disqualified, that's considered to be a chalolo. So when it says, what, is, what does this mean? My psulim. Right? Now what does it mean? Anyone who's born from Sulim, that makes a Chalolo. So when it says, Elam of Sulim love, means anyone that the Kohen is not allowed to marry, that anyone disqualified to the Kohen, that produces Chalolim. Is that what it means? When it says, Hare Mavzagushosa, we know one of the prohibitions in the Torah is if you divorce a woman and she goes and marries someone else, she's not allowed to come back to the first one. Now let's say she does. So the Gemara says, Ta'evahi, that's an abomination. And the Gemara Darshan's Nyevamah, it's an abomination. She is the abomination, but the children are not impacted. But what do you see? We see that it's not across the board that anyone you're not allowed to marry is going to create a psul, is going to create a din on Chalolim. It's not true. We see from Mavzagrashasa that it's not true. So the says like this, Lechera Mavzagrashasa Psul Eloi, where it's disqualified for him to marry, Uvarneak Sherim, and yet the children are considered to be Sherim, Dechsev Toeva he. It's an abomination for her. He to Eva, Eva. She's an abomination, but the child is not. Now we're talking about here by Yisraelim, by the way, because by Kohanim, he would not be allowed to marry her even if she didn't marry someone else. She's considered to be a Grusha, and that actually would create Chalolim. It's asking by Yisrael, you see, there's not such a concept that anybody you're not allowed to marry, that's one quite, it's not true. We see that's not true. All right. So Moira says like this. So Amar Rabbi Yehuda Hachika Amar Ezu Chalolo Kol Shenadami Psul Kahuna. What it means is somebody that is specifically born from where the union of the father and mother was disqualified. In for the he's a Kohen and as a Kohen he's not allowed to marry her. So because that, so therefore that takes away the kash from Machzik Gushosa because Machzik Gushosa is just that the husband wasn't allowed to marry, but not because of. Psul Kahuna. That was a Psul in Klal Yisrael. But when it's a Psul Kahuna and you marry her, that creates Chalolim. So what it says like this. So that if you're born from it, that's what creates Chalolim. So what it says, Nolda in, learn Nolda Lo, means only if you're born from it, you can become a Chalol. But if you're not born from that union, then you can't become a Chalol. We just learned that's not true. What do we say? The mother. The mother becomes a chalala even she wasn't born from that union. What about the woman who was an almana agrusha? Or a zona? They're not born that way. And they become chalolim. So I'm a rabba hachika amar. Ezu chalala muskeres. Meaning that which is the chalola that's mentioned in the Torah. It's referring to the case of the uh, of what's mentioned in the Torah that becomes chalolim. That shalohayoloshas uh, kosher, which are talking about cases where they were never kosher to begin with. They were born right. So that's when you're born from the uh, a union that was also to a kohen. So kahuna. So What do you mean it was mentioned? The Chorah, We just brought down a drasha that teaches you. That the wife is also mentioned. Though don't read it as Lo uh, read it as Lo Yechulal. So it's also in the Torah. That's also from the Torah. So That which is clearly the one that is the primary focus. The primary focus of Lo Yechulal Zara is focusing on who? 
children. The children. So it means what is the case of where the primary focus is? They didn't need a drusha from the Chachamim to teach us that it implies to even the, the woman. The ain't in the farish You don't need the drusha from the Chachamim. Anyone's born from Sulekuna, automatically those children will be Chalolim. Tanrabon, we learned in a Brysom. Almona, Almona, Almona. So again, here, we're going to have again an enigmatic bride and we're going to have to go back and explain it. Almona, 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 Enochayv, Elachas. Only one set of lashes. But if it's Grusha, Grusha, and, and Grusha, 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 also Enochayv, Elachas. Only one set of lashes. Almona, Grusha, Chalola, Zoyna. Then, if it follows that order, you're going to get lashes for each one of those violations, right? But if it's the other way around, it's zinso, nischalolo, nischarshov, nischalmano, eno chai velachas, you also only have one set of lashes. Okay, that's the brysa. Let's go break it down and see what the brysa means. Start with the first one. Almana, 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 right? Seems to be like three prohibitions of almana, but you're only going to get one set of lashes. Grusha, 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 again. So almana, almana is obviously talking about the coin goto, and grusha, grusha, grusha is talking about to a regular coin. So aman mar. Almana, 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 enachayv elachas. Hi, almana, hechidami. What's this case of almana? Na'ilema, shalba almana's ruvain. There was three women. One was the almana of Ruvain, one was the almana of Shimon, one was the almana of Levi. And he had relations with all three of them. How can you tell me he's only Chayev? One set of lashes, right? There's three different prohibitions here with three different people. Obviously, what's going to be the ruling over there? Three, three sets of lashes. So therefore, why should he only have one set of lashes? It's three different individuals. It's three different Averis. Ella, maybe the case is over here. It means that there's one woman so Almana of Ruvain, and you had three times you had relations with her. Right? So Moses says like this. So what's the case? Hey if they only gave him one set of warning, she's an Almana, don't have relations with her. And he went and had relations three different times, then I understand what? Obviously what? You can only give him one set of because you only gave him one warning. Ella must be. Maybe they gave him, they warned him three times. Before each beer, they warned him. Well, if that's the case, even though it's one person, but it's three sets of warning, what should be the din? Three sets of lashes. But it says, for each beer, they gave him a warning. Why would he only have one? We learned. We had a Marcus. Well, what do we learn? You have a Nazir, opens up a bottle of wine and he starts drinking, all right? So now, even though he drank many reveals, but if you got one warning, you can only give him one set of lashes. Now, between each reveals, they said to him, so what's the case over there? Then for each act. So we're back to our question. What's the case? If it's three different women, obviously you chive three times. If it's the same woman, well, it depends. Did you get warning? If you got warning, then of course you chive three, three times, not one time. You didn't get warning. You only get one. Then, if, then what's, then it's partial. Then why do you have to tell me that? But it's just like this, like, you know what the, the, the Kiddush over here? This woman married Ruvain. He died. Then she married Shimon. 
and he died. And then she went and married Levi, and he died. And the Kayan Gadol had relations with her. Now you could say Lechorah, even though it's one person, but there's three different sources for the Isser. One, she's the Amon of Ruvah, one, 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 So maybe in such a case, what would you think? You should be chai of three. Kamash Malan. You're only chai of one. Everybody with it. Right. So, so, so was so, he cohabitated after she no, had three different husbands before him? Not to, uh, yes, <coughs> correct. And all three of them died. So she's an Almana. The, the source of the reason why she's Osir is from three different husbands. But, Reality, yeah, one. It's the same level. Once right. after one husband died or three husbands died, she's the normal. Okay, I hear you, but the but Lamaisa only had beer once, but that beer violated three different isurim. So you, we're going to see other cases. We're going to see that if you eat one piece, we're going to see according to some opinions, if you eat nevela on Yom Kippur, you can be chayav tav. It's only one chazayas, but you're over the isur nevela and you're over the isur Yom Kippur. So therefore, you might think over here that what. There's three different isurim here. There's three different isurim. The fact that it's one body, not three different bodies, limits it to only what? One set of lashes. All right? So therefore, you need and you don't have it over here. Okay. Says it more like this. Now, let's go to the second half of the Brisa. The Brisa says like this, you have a woman that was an almona. First husband dies. Now, she's an almona, right? Now, then she marries somebody and he divorces her. So on top of being almona, she's also now a grusha, all right? Then what happens is, she went and she married a Kayan. Now she becomes a Chalala. And then she had relations, Aishas Ish, or a relations with a guy, or she had relations with somebody that made her into a Zona. And then she goes and has relations with the Kungodo. All right? In that particular order. Okay? So why we can make a movie here. So why is as follows? So Almana Vegruja Vechalala Zaina, right? So why says like this? And we said that if you follow that order, then Chukayev, for each Avera, for each one of those Averas, you will be Chayev, what? Set of Malchus, right? That's the Kohen. The Kohen, the Alman, the Alman, But if you flip it around, and you start first with the Zona, then you move to Chalola, then you grew to Grusha, then you move to Almana, and then she has Reh then you're only be Chayev one. Then what is it? I understand what the logic over here is. All right. Now we know that throughout Shas there is a machlokas where the iser can be chalal iser, like we talked about. Can you have one iser building on another iser? Can one iser go on another iser? Right. But it's a different iser. You could argue it's the same iser, maybe, and it's the same person, maybe. But here it's diff- we have different iserim. So is an iser chalal iser when it's different isurim? Right. So therefore, like this. If he holds that an Isser can build on another Isser, so then when you flip it around, it should be the same result. It should be what? That you hire four or five, what is it? Four, four different sets of lashes. What difference make what the order is, right? So then, Ibchanami, if you tell me that an Isser, once, the, once there's already an Isser on this person, there's no room to make another Isser, then, then even if you follow the original order should still only be one. So what's the difference what the order is? So therefore, Right? Everybody with me? 
So Gemara says like this, Amarava, Hai Tanner Israchalal Isrlaisle. This Tana generally holds that one Isr cannot build on another Isr. But if it's an Isr Moisif, meaning if the second Isr is adding to something that was not included with the first Isr, then what? Then there's room to allow the second Isr to go on top of the first Isr. So therefore, let's go through it. An Isr Moisif Isle. So now, if she became an Almona, there's only one person in the world that she can't marry. Kohen Godel, right? Now, Asula Kohen Godel. Vishari, but she could marry a regular Kohen, because a regular Kohen is not Asuna Kohen Godel. Now that she becomes a Grusha, so now she's added that I can't have relations with a regular Kohen. I can't marry a regular Kohen. So Migudis Osiv law, since it was added, the second Isser added to her regular Kohanim, then it adds that on top of the pre existing prohibition of. Marry a coin godel. So therefore, he tells him like Yisur legabe coin hediot. He tells him like Yisur legabe coin godel. Since you added to the Yisur for coin hediot, it also adds on top of the Yisur that was coin godel. Okay. However, because she's a grusha or an almona, she could still eat truma. It still is mutter for her. If she's a bas kohen. She's allowed to eat truma. Now that she goes and becomes a chalola, she's now added another Yisur to her name. What is she, Isser? She now becomes Osir. Halola is not allowed to eat Truma. So since now you've added the Isser of eating Truma, then it adds that on top of the pre-existing Isser of Grusha and Almona. Everybody with me so far? So therefore, so I die in Shara the Truma, right? So have a but then she was still much eat truma. Now it becomes a chalola. Maybe it tells him he's surely making a truma. Since she added the isra, now she cannot eat truma. He tells him he's surely making a She's still added now. You added that to the isra, the kohen gadol of Amona grusha, and now you have the one of chalola. But zona. Now we're stuck a little bit over here. What is the fact now that she becomes a zona? Now let's say she becomes a zona through having relations with an eved, with an eved with an a, uh, with a, uh, or she was a, as an aishas ish. She had relations. Lechora, what are you adding? My iser mosef isba. What are you adding now that that's including a, a pool of people or items that she was that there was she was not ushered to from before? The kohen gadol is already ushered to her. Whether she's a zona or she's not a zona, he's already he's still ushered to her. So what's being added by zona? So what one is going to suggest is like this: one of the ways that a woman becomes asura as a zona is Aishas Ish. Right? So what the man is going to say, since the prohibition that makes her into a zona is one as an Aishas Ish, she's not allowed to have relations with any Yisroel. Right? So the prohibition itself is, it's not in the classical sense of an Isur Mosif. Now that you did this, you added to something. But the, the, the violation itself, the Isur itself, at least one, one element of that violation is that she's not allowed to have relations with people that are outside of her pre-existing Isser. Pre-existing Isser was only Kohen Godel and Kohen and Truma, but now there's an Isser also that she's not allowed to do that includes the rest of class. So when she violates that and becomes a Zona, even though it's not necessarily a Zona through Aisha's ish. A zona could be through other ways, but the Isser zona is an Isser that is in one form at least implying to the rest of Kleinstroll. That's considered like it could be added to the list.
All right, it needs more eon, but that's the that's it. So therefore, isba. So therefore, it's an ele zona. My my isbos of isba. So says, I'm a Rav Chanan by Rav Katina. However, shames nus. The concept of znus, the concept of znus by Ashes Ish is possibly supposedly strong, is a disqualifier for every Yisrael. Every Yisrael is ushered to have relations with her as an Ashes Ish. So therefore, it gets added to the list. Now we understand, by the way, why it has to be in this order. Because if she started out and did an act of znus, she already ushered herself to everybody. Then the other things are not being mosif. So it had to start with Ammonah, then Grusha, then Chalol, then Tuzona, and cannot be going the other way. Tani Tana Kamei de Rav Sheshis. The certain side of Brizer said over in front of Rav Sheshis. He said as follows. If you take a look at number two in the, uh, in the Torah Ora Shalem, it says as follows. Um, actually, one and two go together. It starts like this. It says, Ammonah, Almana Grusha Halola Zona as Eilo Yikach. It lists in Pasuk Yudalin. These are the ones you're not allowed to marry. And Almana Grusha Halola Zona as Eilo Yikach. Kim Besula Yikach Isha. However, it says what he has to take is a number one we're looking at. Kim Besula Me'am Yikach. So it starts, there's a low Yikach, there's a low Sasei, including the ones he's not allowed to marry. And then there's an Asei of who he has to marry. Who does he have to marry? So he has to marry Basula. So what the the brisa that is going to be recited learns that there's a linkage because it's put together in the same pasuk. Lo yikach together with yikach. The only time there is the prohibition that creates the din of uh, of, of a chalola lo yikach of almana that you have those violations is if this woman could have been at some form that if she would have been a Basula and not been an Almona Grusha Kalolo Zona, if she would have been a regular Basula, you would have been able to marry. But if she could not have been in the parsha of Basula Yikach, then she also is not in the violation of Almona Grusha Yikach. What's going to be the Nafkamina? Let's say Kern Gadol has relations with his sister that's an Almona. Now, obviously, he's also to Chiyuv Kareis, because it's an incest. The question is, is he also over the Isser, the fact that she was an Almona? The answer is going to be no, because even had she not been an Almona, and had she been a Basula, there was no Lo Yikach. So therefore, where there's no Yikach, there can't be the Lo Yikach. So the only Avera there is going to be the Isser of, uh, of, of incest, but it won't be an Isser Kahuna. That's the point that's making over here. Let's read inside. So it says like this, Kol Shul Beki Yikach. Anyone that's in the parasha of the Yikach, that the Yipsula, Harehu Belo Yikach, that could also only be the, that would be the violation of the low Sasev Lo Yikach. But Kol Shul Ainu Be Yikach, but if you're not in the parasha, that you could be a Yipsula Yikach, Ainu Belo Yikach. What is Prat? What is that excluding? The Kohen Godot Shabal HaChaisa. Kohen Godot had a relation with his sister, uh, right, who was an Almana. So that is the Brisa that this fellow said in front of Rav Sheshis. So Amalein, to Amalach money, he said, he said like this, whose opinion does that seem to be? Right? It seems to be Rab Shimon he, Da'amar ain't Isukhal al Isr. It's going like Rab Shimon. Now he understood it, even though it seemed to be a Jairus Akasa, which needs Eun over here. But he understood it, means it's just it's supporting the concept if one Isr cannot be Khal on another Isr. So if you have the Isr of incest, then you cannot have on top of it. 
the Isser of Almana. That's what it seems. So they have a going like the Shimra. That's Rab Shimon Shita. Rab Shimon Omer, Haochel Nevela Beyom Kippur. Somebody went and made, went to Ralph's on Yom Kippur. Let's say it was from, he bought it before Yom Kippur, and he bought himself a piece of Nevela, makes a barbecue on Yom Kippur, and eats the steak. Okay? What is he violated? So Potter, is Potter from the Isser Yom Kippur, says Rab he's only chayav for the losa say, of Nevela. Why? Because the Chorah, that came first. Erev Yom Kippur, you couldn't eat that piece either. So therefore, even though it's more chamur to eat on Yom Kippur, but it ain't Isser Chalal Isser. If you hold ain't Isser Chalal Isser, then what? He gets lashes for Nevela, but he doesn't get punished for the Israel eating on Yom Kippur. The Rabbanon, because if it's like the Rabbanon, ha am, what did Rabbanon hold? Is a halal Isser, that you will be higher for both. So therefore, this ruling that you just said in the Brisa, that if a person had an ancestral relationship with his sister that's an Almona, Right? He's not higher for the Isser Almona. It's going like a Shimon that you cannot add an Isser to an Isser. So Moses says like this. No, you don't have to say that. I feel that the Brisa that was said in front of Rosheshus could even go on like Rabbonin. Kiam Rabbonin Isser Chalal Isser. When the Rabbonin say, by the case of Yom Kippur, that you can add one Isser to an existing Isser, that's the case of Yom Kippur because the original Isser was a low say. What was the low say? Don't eat nevela. What do they allow to be added to it? It's a chomer. Yom Kippur can be added to... However, in the case of the Brisa, the first Isser from day one is the Isser of incest. Now comes along this woman and becomes an almana. We don't add almana to the Isser of incest because that's going, trying to add an Isser Kal onto an Isser Chomer. So you don't have to say that the Brisa, that if you have relations with a sister that's an Almona, you only chai for sister, not for Almona, is going like Rabshimin because ain't Isser Chal Isser. It could even be going like the Rabbanon because even though the Rabbanon said that if you eat a piece of meat on Yom Kippur, you chai both, that's because you're adding an Isser Chomer to an Isser Kal. But when it's an Isser Kal to an Isser Chomer, they will agree you only chai one. That's because you're putting an Issachomer Yom Kippur on an Issachomer Nevela. Aval Issachal, but to put an Issachal of Almona, Al Issachomer of incest, so therefore Al Issachal, Al Issachomer, Loi Chayo, there the whole is not Chayo. That's one way of learning that the Braissa in front of Rabshay could be like the Chom. Ikka to Amri, Hamani Rabbonani, Fakir. That if you look at it carefully, that Braissa that says that if an, there's an Almona, who, uh, there's a, a sister that becomes an almona, you're only chayev for a sister, you're not chayev for almona, is dafka going like the Rabbonin? Rabbonin he, da'amri iser chalal iser. Rabbonin normally hold iser is chalal iser, right? V'chi amri Rabbonin iser chalal iser, hanimili iser chalal iser kal. Normally when they say iser chalal iser, that's when you go iser chalal iser kal, like we see in the case of Yom Kippur. Aval iser chalal iser chalal loy chayev. Now, it can't be going like Rab Shimon. Why can't it be going like Rab Shimon? Dear Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon holds in general, right, that an Israel is even a Kal. Putting, putting Yom Kippur on top of a Vela, you cannot do. So if I cannot do a Chomer al 
Kol Shekein, I cannot do a Kal. So why do I need even a Pasuk to support that? We had a Pasuk over there. That we brought a Pasuk that said that, uh, what was the drasha we had brought down? Yikach and well, Yikach. That was the case. We don't need a Pasuk for that. Of course not. He holds Angus a Chalal Iser from even Chamer al Kal, for sure not Kal al Chamer. So why do we need a Pasuk to support that? So Iser Chalal, Kal Iser Chamer, me boya. Tomorrow says like this, that's not such a riot. Because you might have thought like this, is that it's true. Isr Chal, that we don't say Isr Chal al Isr, and even Kal, even Chamar al Kal, we're not going to say right. However, when it comes to Kahanim, maybe it's different. Why? Because the Torah just dumps on Kahanim, right? More of a, more Suri, more Isr. So you might have thought that even though by Israelim, the Veil of Yom Kippur, we don't say Isr Chal al Isr. When it comes to Kahanim, we do. That's why we need the Pasuk. So Moses says like this, Ma'odasem is a kahuna shani, kamash malan, comes to teach me that no, there's no difference, even by kahanim, according to Rabshim, and ain't isachal, I'll isser, gentlemen, we'll stop over here.